Welcome to Sitting With My Sisters. We are three friends in three different places with three different perspectives. Bringing you a podcast to share the love, light, and goodness of Jesus Christ as we go through the recent general conference talks from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm one of your hosts, Melissa Hoy, and with me are my sisters, Kristen Lawler and Jamie Zone. Okay, time to sit down with sitting with my sisters. Or dance too, as Jamie is doing right now. <laughs> if you could only see us on video. <laughs> too bad we can't do recording in like, you know how they, those actually real podcasters, they'll do like, they'll record themselves talking um, on yeah. the podcaster. Um, nobody wants to see how I usually look during our podcast recording. Well, beautiful as always. Well, today I actually have makeup on still because it's not in the middle of the night when I should be in bed. I'm just saying in the summertime where we tend to, it gets hot and we're drinking our water and anyway, never mind. Taking our bras off. That's what I was just going to say. But I didn't want to throw you out, but yep. Okay. I'm going to hear this comment from my husband after he listens to it, just so you know. Just edit it out. Edit it out. We don't edit. We, we're raw and true. All right. Let's, uh, let's be still and have peace with us and talk about Sister Harkin's talk <laughs> about peace be still. All right. We had some, we actually had a kind of a big discussion about this right before we even started this. So it'll be interesting to, um, to, uh, kind of see how this goes. So when I first, personally, when I first listened to the first part of this talk about, she shares a story about when she was young and her kids, her daughter, they got her all strapped up, um, into a life jacket and I think she jumped in. Yeah. No, she, her daughter jumped in the pool or jumped in the water. Um, but then as newly she popped up, she was really scared and frantic, thought she was in danger um, because it was, you know, you're in the water. And, but they saw that the flow advice was fine and they were able to, you know, bring her in and um, wrap her up and give her, you know, compliments for, for being brave. Um, so she also then goes to a story of Christ when he was on the boat with his, with his, uh, his, his the disciples, gosh, I'm losing it right now. And how that they were getting scared of the storm, and then they wake up Christ frantically. And um, to it says, like, you know, Master, I'm carrying out that they that we perish. And Christ, of course, rebukes the wind and the raging sea and says, Peace be still. And then not only that, but he says, like, why are you so fearful? Where is your faith? And then she kind of shares with us, where do our moral tendency be? Jamie, tell me what you think about this. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I was just going to say before you go on, I think my favorite part of this story is the fact that Christ lays down and just falls asleep quickly. And he just sleeps during the whole entire storm because he knows 
they're going to be fine. He's the savior. And it actually took me back to Elder Holland had told this story at one point and how he kind of looked at it differently that Christ must have been so tired from all of the miracles he would perform and teachings and stuff like that, that he was just exhausted. And that's why he fell asleep and didn't wake up. But I just think that's awesome that he was able to sleep peacefully during that storm. Do you think he made the boat like his own personal hammock? I mean, because if the winds and the waves, like he could control it, he's like, you know, it's been a tough day. I just need something to kind of like rock me to sleep and like give me so like so I'm gonna throw out these winds and storms. So now he's probably mad that he's like messing up his his REM cycle right now. Well, I just love that Jesus naps. Yeah, like, I want. There's a sweater I want that says Sundays are for Jesus and naps. Yes, I need it because I love to nap on a Sunday. Follow his example and take a nap. Yeah, absolutely. Take a nap, I wish. Well, now our church is at 1130. It's hard to take a nap now. Anyway. Yeah. I'm at 1.30. The worst time ever. Time. You have to take your nap, like, right when you get up. You have to take your nap right then. <laughs> anyway, so, so what was kind of interesting about this, and I love Jamie's perspective that she shared with us right before um, we started our podcast, is that, you know, right when I listened to it, I was like, gosh, you know, I you know, she talked about how these, these, these weren't just, just random guys on a boat. These are fishermen. They knew how the water is. They knew how the storms were. They know, they know how to run a boat and they panicked. And I was, and I was kind of, you know, a little bit put off. I'm like, well, we, like we panic in life though, you know, it's okay to ask the Lord for help. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be, you know, I, I think that's okay. Right. Am I just supposed to be quiet and not like, you know, share out my woes. And I really liked what you said, Jamie. You, would you like me to explain what you said or do you want to share in your own words? Go for it. Okay. What did I say, Melissa? <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> Which means Jamie doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I just want to hear how Melissa interpreted what I said. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so the way Jamie said that, quoting Sister Soam, that it wasn't that they were scared is that they were doubting the Lord. And that's what was the biggest rebuke on that is that in times that we get scared and angry, I know there was a time not too long ago that I was really angry with God about a, something that was happening to my, my fr a friend and me and their, and their kids. And he was rebuking the, the, doubting of God, not of the panic of the storm. And I really like that perspective a lot better than feeling like I can't panic when things are going right. Right. Or and ask that, for help. Right. Because he wants us to ask for help. Yeah. Hopefully. I think so. I hope so. Cause I asked for a lot of help. <laughs> every day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so she goes into this talk about trying to figure out how we can't, how important our faith is. Not only how important our faith is, but how we can increase that and how, how much it can change our lives if we are able to rely more on faith, to be able to rely on the Savior that he is all-knowing and he understands the, the means of the, um, the, the end from the beginning. Um, and I love, you know, that, so right away she talks about how to those who with proven faith, childlike faith, or even the smallest particle of faith, so, so anybody, anybody, seasoned, 
little people, whatever it may be, his invitation is come unto me. I used to love this invitation on my mission and I still love it. I used to circle it all the time. I love the come unto me. I always felt it was very inviting, like, just come unto me. I got you. You'll be fine. Just come unto me. And he says, believe in my name. Learn of me. Listen to my words. You know, repent, be baptized, love one another. Remember me always. And so he's asking us to, to, to lean on him, to use him as the resource as we're going through these trials and not try to take it on our own and, and try to weather the storm with our own means. Well, and I, I like this specific phrase she says in regards to the disciples. She says she can picture it happening. And then she says their focus was on surviving the moment. And I thought about that. I was like, you know, a lot of times when I am praying, it is so I can survive the moment that I'm living in. And sometimes I'm not having the eternal perspective that God knows all and that whatever I'm going through is for a reason. And so I kind of liked that she mentioned that their focus was on surviving the moment and their plea for help was urgently sincere. So even though maybe they weren't trusting the savior fully that he was going to make it so they were okay, their plea was sincere. They wanted the help. They're like, come on, help us. Are you just going to let us drown? Can you imagine that too? It was a day of miracles too. You know, you think like, I know you can, I know you can pull something off right now. So. <laughs> Why haven't you already? <laughs> can you just it's like, you should know, like, I've seen you read other people's minds and be able to bring something out. Like, why is that not happening right now? And so, um, anyway, well, she goes into kind of these, the today's events of, of how, how tough it is right now, recent events. Um, and what's, what's sad is that her, her recent events are before even our recent, literally right now events have happened. Um, so to talk about how they're, that's already tough as it is, I really liked how she said that these rough stretches of our journey that our faith can not only be tried, but fortified. I found myself, you know, it's, it's so easy to talk negatively about life right now. You know, things are not the same in a lot of ways. I miss seeing people in church. I miss planning on vacations. I miss, you know, weddings that I wish I can go to. I, um, I get upset about politics or things like that. And I, I found myself trying, I know I've mentioned this before in recent podcasts of how the, the prophet seems to be very opt, um, optimistic about everything and calm and peaceful. And I continue to remind myself, even though I, I still will vent about how dumb things are sometimes, about I don't understand why I need, there's no need for me to get really angry about things. The prophet's not, not worried. I shouldn't be worried. You know, if I just pray to my Heavenly Father and study the words. I mean, what has become so peaceful is studying the gospel, studying the, the Book of Mormon, studying the Doctrine and Covenants right now and seeing these prophecies and seeing the words of the Lord of how he's merciful, he's loving, and he's here for me. But it's easy to get distracted by that and start being angry. And so I love these ideas of remembering to have faith and to have more hope than to try to be angry. Because that doesn't get me anywhere. Well, and I think when she 
starts to describe faith, this is where it changed my tune. Because at first I was like you, Melissa, like, is she trying to tell us it's not okay to ask God to save us when we are in a storm, when we know he can? And she had said that faith pushes through discouragement and allows us to face the future with resolve and squared shoulders. It prompts us to ask for rescue and relief as we pray to the father in the name of his son. So I think she was just trying to show the difference between asking God something with doubt versus faith is actually prompting us to ask him for help. Yeah. I love that section too about faith and what she chose to include. I also really liked that next part that when prayerful pleas go unanswered, our persistent faith in Jesus Christ produces patience, humility, and the ability to reverently utter the words, thy will be done. Because I think that's something that's a hard for a lot of people is to align our will with our Heavenly Fathers. Yeah. I think Heavenly Father gets mad at me sometimes because I'm always like, yeah, you got it, Heavenly Father. I trust you. So then I don't pray. <laughs> but, well, and how would have the disciples reacted if he was like, don't you know we're supposed to sink and die in this boat tonight? You know, like, yeah. would they really have gone along with that? Well, if that's your will, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, gosh, was it then or was it a different time where Peter then was um, walking on the water? Anyway, where he was like, you want me to do what? Like, you want me to walk on water? You're not, you can't do that anyway. But yeah, I just, I don't know. Faith is interesting. That's for sure. Did you have something, Kristen? Yeah, Kristen, what were you going to say? Please tell us. I don't remember. Oh, great. Jamie, you interrupted her. I know we can't. Oh, I do remember now. Um, that last part, too, made me think of the times when you go to pray for something specifically, like something that you want really badly and then when you go to pray you say something completely different that you hadn't even thought of or intended to pray for and I feel like those are the times that you can really feel that your will is being aligned with his where it's not sometimes it'll be like just as an example that I can think of like instead of praying for that you're cancer free or something you're praying to just have the strength to endure and that you can be brave in front of your family and to be able to get through something or sometimes it's a a difference of knowing that he knows everything and just hoping that you can endure to the end with as much faith as possible yeah well i love how she quotes our dear prophet and he says that we do not need to let our fears displace our faith we can combat those fears by strengthening our, um, our faith. Um, I said, and she continues to quote him by saying, start with your children, let them feel your faith. Even when sore trials come upon you, let your faith be focused on your loving Heavenly Father. Um, when I was on my mission, there was this boy named Voshan. He was the cutest, he was nine years old. Anyway, we were teaching him, his grandma had just gotten baptized. And we were teaching him um, the discussions and we asked him to pray about the Book of Mormon. And I don't think I had a huge testimony on prayer. I mean, I prayed and, and whatnot, but not to the extent that he did. So he, we asked him to pray about the Book of Mormon and know if it was true. And then the next day we came back and we're like, 
so how, you know, how did it go? How was, you know, the prayer? And usually when you ask that question is what I got. People are like, well, I said something. Oh, I forgot to pray or what? I didn't like feel anything. Or, I mean, they give you kind of this loud, you know, roundabout thing and they never really give you a good answer. And so, well, Sean, I'm, I'm expecting this to be not even really getting any kind of answer from him. And so I was like, so for Sean, how was, how did you pray about the corn? He's like, yeah. I'm like, and? It's like, it's true. I'm like, okay. And I kind of questioned, I'm like, how do you know it's true? Like, I was like doubting that he even had that testimony of knowing it was true. He's like, I just, when I prayed, all of a sudden it came to me that it was true. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is what childlike means. This is the beautiful, pure faith that he had, that he sincerely went to the Lord, asked to know if this was right, and he was able to get an answer immediately. And it was such a humbling, and I've never, never forgotten that. And so at least what I thought about when we talk about strengthening our faith, start with our children. I love the prayers. You know, there's been times when something has happened, either someone's gotten hurt, and my son Jackson would be like, mom, I pray that they'd be okay. So that's why they're okay. And he just has that strong faith. And I love that. And I, I need to be more, more like that with, um, with my prayers. Um, I think, I'm trying to think where I go from here. Was there anything else you guys had to hear about this talk at all? Jess, we're wrapping it up since we're winding to the end. I, you know, it got me thinking when it said, in regards to your kids, let them fill your faith, even when sore trials come upon you. That's been something that's been hard for me this year as a mom going through a faith crisis. How do I set that example for my children? I don't want them to see my doubts and have those same doubts. Um, but, you know, a couple weeks ago, my oldest son just got the Aaronic Priesthood. And then today, for the very first time, he was able to pass the sacrament uh, with his dad. And when we got home, I just gave him a big hug and told him I was proud of him and Heavenly Father was proud of him. And one thing I've been able to do is um, this year has been focusing on my relationship with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. So even though I may have some unresolved issues with the church, its history, some things that have gone down. I don't need to let that stop my example of faith to my kids. I can still rely on that relationship with Heavenly Father and Christ uh, to be that example for my children. So I, I like that she pointed that out. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, she gives us just a challenge for us to be able to kind of find, find faith um, in the journey to have, you know, peace and be still. But I don't think that means that we need to be quiet in a sense, but to, I think there's times where I have more of acted on my faith. The spirit has been more stronger, where peace has been on my soul more, where I'm not troubled and worried about things so I can be able to be still um, in the times to come. And so it's, it's so exciting to, to have those moments where there's clarity that I don't have to worry about the about the future so much because we just have faith in our in our Savior. So that was the wonderful talk by Sister Parkinson. Started out rough, just like the storm, but then the Spirit calmed it down. 
I think it's Sister Harkness. Harkness? Oh, what did I say? Harkinson. Okay. <laughs> I know Sister Harkinson. Is that why I said it? Harkness. <laughs> I haven't messed up someone's name in a while, just so you guys know. <laughs> so, sorry, Sister Harkness. Harkness? Harkness. Oh, no. All right, let's end this. That's like it's spelled, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't even blame it on being late at night right now. All right. I'm going to start off with my quote so that way I can, we can finish strong. So my quote is, our faith increases as we choose to believe rather than doubt, forgive rather than judge, repent rather than rebel. Our faith is refined as we patiently rely on the merits and mercy and grace of the Holy Messiah. It just makes it very simple for me. Put one foot in front of the other. If I want to increase my faith, then just choose to believe at one time to be nicer at one time and just take it one thing at a time um, and it'll all kind of come to place. Jamie? All right, mine is our current challenging circumstances are not our final eternal destination. And I wanna print this and put it on my mirror so I can remind myself daily that what I am going through right now with my faith this is not my final eternal destination <laughs> that, you know, even though it feels like that, it's not. And I have a long ways to go. I have a lot to learn. And I am really hoping that when I get to the end of my life, that it will be more beautiful, more reassuring and more peaceful. So if any of you out there are feeling stuck or lost, don't worry. That is not your final destination. Love that. Kristen. All right. Mine is pretty simple and so obviously me. My quote <laughs> is, as Jesus was with his disciples of old, he is in our boat. And I just love that gentle reminder that he's always with us and we're never alone. We can always turn to him. Awesome. Well, that was our talk. Thank you so much for sitting with us. If you guys have a moment where there's time that you've had a faith experience that has, has changed you, please share it with us. Also, if you have a moment, if you like to share a review of how we're doing and, and so other people can find us, the more reviews we get, the more other people can be able to see it, the more we're able to see it, more people we're able to share our testimony with, and we can hear their testimony, more importantly, and we can sit with more sisters and brothers, just so you know. And we'll see you next time on City With My Sisters. Adios. Bye.